Are you ready for this? No. Okay. <laughs> really. Welcome to This Week in Sparkling Water. My name is Joachim Axon and I will be your host. Today's guest is Marissa. How are you, Marissa? I'm good. How are you, Joachim? So natural, Marissa. <laughs> your voice sounds so natural. All right, let's just get right to it. Today we have four flavors of berry-flavored sparkling water. Mm. Yeah, nice. all the ones I'm allergic to. Great, let's do it. Do you have an actual allergy? I mean, to the seeds. Of so. what? Of like raspberries and blackberries. So you think that um, something flavored with it is going to be fine? I think so. I mean, we'll see. Yeah. So, I'm going to be nice this time, and we're going to start with the one that I expect to be the worst one, okay. because I'm thirsty, and I expect it to still be delicious. Oh, okay. That's generous. Perfect. Oh. You hear that sound? <laughs> oh, that's very pleasant. All right. Sparkling water number one. Organic black raspberry from Cascade Ice. Zero calories. Gluten-free. Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, it's so delicious just because it's cold and it's water and it's bubbly. <clears throat> but it's terrible. No, it just, I can't, I don't feel like it tastes very much like anything, but it smells very strongly of like really gross cough syrup. Yep. Yep. It has a very cough syrup adjacent uh, kind of thing going. Yeah. yeah. Cough syrup. Like an oiliness like cough syrup. Yeah. Do but you, when you drink it, like oiliness, like it's coating my mouth already. I feel like the oiliness in cough syrup is more like a sugary taste, though. Yeah. Really bad. Out of 10. Out of 10? You got to try a little bit more. I have more? I, am I supposed to drink a lot of this? No. Out of 10. <laughs> mm. I mean, smell definitely takes it down, but the actual taste of it is not bad. It's very, like, it's just a hint of Ooh, that is blackberry. so bad. Or, oh, God, it's black raspberry. Um, yeah. I would say probably, like... 4.5. It's not that bad. Yeah, 4.5. I'm going to give it a 3. Mm. All right. Sparkling water number two. Raspberry. Buble. <laughs> I feel like the can looks very nice. Like, that's, that's yeah, got to like add points to it. Yeah, you like these cans? Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's got to add to the total presentation of it. What was the what was the thing they said in the Buble ad we just saw on television? Show's over, Buble. Yeah, yeah. Is that what they said? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's blade. not. That wasn't it. You that, smell that? It smells really good. It you, smells just smells, like raspberry. That smells like candy, though. No, I mean like fake. It smells like a Jolly Rancher raspberry. Ugh, like really? a, like you dissolved the tiniest sliver of Jolly Rancher, like because it's very faint. I mean, I definitely get the Jolly Rancher now that you said that. Ugh. Oh, it comes across so nicely. I really like this one. I'll give it a solid eight. Do you like Jolly Ranchers? I love Jolly Ranchers. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I grew up on Jolly Ranchers. You know, when I was living in China in Beijing, I'd never had a Jolly Rancher. And this guy who's like my best friend's friend down in Fuzhou, he was like, oh, my friend is going to visit Beijing from America. And can you show him around? Can he bring you something from America? <laughs> and I was like, well, I've never had a Jolly Rancher. <laughs> so he brought me like nine a nine-pound airport bag of Jolly Ranchers. And I, I dissolved it in vodka, and I had them, and 
And then, like, they got really warm, and, like, about 200 of them melted together into one Jolly Rancher Daddy. <laughs> yeah. That kind of sounds horrible. Yeah, no, no, no. They, like, didn't age very well. Because, like, nine pounds. I didn't know? even know that they could sell them that large. Yeah, like, the airport-only size thing. And this brings me back to that enormous bag of Jolly Rancher. Well. So, what we've done is... Excuse me. Little little bubble burp there. <laughs> what we've done first is cascade ice coming through again. Terrible. A little bit metallic again. Cough syrup. Buble. No, bubbly. Oh, it's pronounced bubbly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> bubbly. Uh, too much like candy to me. And then number three, we're doing uh, LaCroix. There we go. That was an impressive way that you just, off to the we, side, you cracked well, it. Well, it one really hand. spikes on the mic. Mm, okay. So you gotta you gotta do it off to the side. Today at work we uh, had to learn how to open a wine bottle. Slash, I'm the only one who knows how to open a wine bottle in that place. But is it not like a, just a corkscrew? What? And it's just like use your your corkscrew and then you. Pull yeah, it. but like there's a lot of things around it. Like you you can't move the wine bottle when you cut off the foil. You have to always hold it so that the label is facing the guest. Oh, you have okay. to like do it in a nice motion. You have to have enough things to say about it that last throughout the whole opening process. Mm. And then you have to open it and not make a sound and not touch it too much because you don't want your dirty, filthy uh, paws <laughs> all over the cork <laughs> that they might stuff back in there if they're bringing it home. Mm. And then yada, yada, the sequence of how pouring and everything. Wait, no, bring no. it home. Oh, the cork, not the bottle. Yeah, like if a guest orders a wine bottle in a restaurant, they have the option of, if they don't finish it, bringing it home. What? Is yeah. that a thing? Yeah, but you have to seal it. There's a container law thing where you have to seal it, and then you have to put it in a bag and staple the bag shut. That's the law. Wow. Yeah, I never that knew right that. That's the law. Um, yeah, so I relearned how to open a wine bottle today, but then I opened a LaCroix bottle. Can. Let's try yeah. it. Cran raspberry, LaCroix. Smell super faint. You smelling that? I don't feel like it's faint. Oh, okay. I feel like it's almost non-existent. Oh, so good. <clears throat> I feel like this comes across much stronger than the other ones. Though. Oh, really? Because I'm getting... A, the way this works in my olfactory situation, because everyone's olfactory situation is different. <laughs> That's the first thing you learn in sparkling water school. Mm. Um... On in my mouth, it comes across as super faint, way more faint than the other two that we just tried. I feel like it's coming across like a medium scent for me, and then the actual taste itself is uh, pretty strong. Oh, I would call this one light-bodied. Oh, so good though, because I'm thirsty. I n I always deprive myself of water while setting up the studio, mm. and then I'm real thirsty when the recording starts. Oh, so you're like a a method podcaster the hell was that sound <laughs> for the first time our neighbor made a noise <laughs> it's never happened before <laughs> and then lacroix cran raspberry real light not like meaningful in any way hmm not interesting oh you had such a positive review of it before i thought you were gonna yeah come across no i mean it's good because it's real light but it's such a like, man, all these different LaCroix flavors, they really, um, all those memes about LaCroix, you know, Plato's cave, where it's like, 
you have reality and then you have shadows of animals and then you see shadows of animals portrayed on a cave wall. Are you, are you yeah. following me? Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, talking yeah. about? I that whole you. thing. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, I saw this meme on the internet where it was like that, but it's like that what shows up on the cave wall is the LaCroix logo. It's like, <laughs> that's what LaCroix is. It's like a shadow of a shadow of a faint memory of a dream of a mm-hmm. flavor. Yeah. My first impression, well, not impression, the first time I ever heard about LaCroix was like, if you were drinking sparkling water and then someone from across the room whispered to you, grapefruit. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, 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 and it's that's what it's like. Mm. But, you know, Cran Raspberry LaCroix, when I worked for this other restaurant, this breakfast place, the beverage guy um, invited me out to shoot guns with him this one time. Oh, okay. He was like a big Trump supporter. Yeah, I feel like I know where you're going with this. Yeah, where am I going with it? With the can that you have. Yeah, it was a cran raspberry flavored LaCroix can that I chose to bring and shoot with a nine millimeter handgun. <laughs> and it exploded. Was that like metaphorical for you or anything? No, it was just like, I just wanted to bring something and shoot it, you know? Something that seemed like, uh, I don't know, something that it seemed like I would start a podcast about three years later. <laughs> you know? Well, that was a good choice then. Yeah. Okay, and then... Talking rain speaks volumes because I'm always pleasantly surprised by talking rain. I have never heard anybody else talk about it. No, me too. Like, I didn't know anything about it before I started actually thinking about the flavor Mm. and started uh, tasting it on the pod. But when you really think about it, it's so good. You... Are you I ready mean, for this? What a buildup. No, I'm not. So this is mountain berry. And it... Blackberry, raspberry, blueberry on the picture. Mm. But written on there, it just says mountain berry. And then on the can, it says live Northwest, drink Northwest. I oh. think I really dislike Seattle, but talking rain is going to be the thing that wins me over for this place. Okay, let's try it. Talking rain, mountain berry. Okay. Oh, very light. Oh, man. You tasting that? That is round. That is well balanced. It's like an orchestra, maybe? <laughs> Where, like, everyone is doing their job perfectly. I feel like it. it's very subtle up front, and then it kind of leaves you with something at the very end. Ooh, long finish. Long in the mouth, like my French... Uh, business partner wrote in the tasting notes about one of our wines when I had a wine company with a French guy. Long in the mouth? Yeah. Mm. He always wrote these things where, you know, he was a French guy, so he was like a huge homophobe. Because they're <laughs> really old-timey. But Actually, all though, of his wow. tasting notes were, you know what? I think I have to find that one. <laughs> because... It- we're going to do a small ad break now. Today's episode is brought to you by Gray Block Pizza, 986 Pico Boulevard, on your way to the beach. Get that hitter. <laughs> Have you ever been to Gray Block Pizza? I haven't. But it's from LA. Uh, is it though? Yeah. I mean, I've Pico been... Boulevard. Have you ever heard of Pico Boulevard? No, I absolutely know what Pico Boulevard is, but. Yeah. Um... Wow, okay. Marissa knows what Pico Boulevard is, everyone. I sure don't. <laughs> Yeah, good. Here's the scene. We're in China. I'm running a small wine company with a French guy. Mm. We have these catalogs 
and then he would write out tasting notes. And then this is one of the tasting notes that he wrote. wrote. And now I didn't correct or change anything because no one read them. Because <laughs> everyone was Chinese and no one spoke English. Wow. Here's the tasting note. Muscular and vigorous, chewy and full-bodied. Its structure is both well-built and well-balanced, and it is long in the mouth. It is most fully enjoyed after several years of laying down, which rounds it out and underlies, underlines its sensuality and breeding. <laughs> breeding. Like, not breathing, T-H, breeding with a D. Like, what? Oh, Antoine. Yeah. Repressed. Yeah. Like a a poet incel, you know? Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah, my yeah, first yeah. thought. Poet incel. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So are you happily surprised by the talking rain? Actually, I am. I did not think that I'd like it as Do much. you want to try a little bit more? Sure. Marissa, when was the last time you had sparkling water before you, before we started recording this? At my lunch break. Today? Yes. Mm, that's good. That's recently. Yeah. I have okay. a good reference. Okay. Let's start over from the beginning. Marissa, how do we know each other? We have lived together for a year and a half. <laughs> We're roommates. Yeah, we're roommates. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I did the long version. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. Marissa, we've gone over this a little bit. This is kind of treaded territory, but what was your first impression of me as a roommate? As a roommate or like just your first impression in general? Mm, almost, I almost want to go further back. How did you find this apartment? I found this apartment on Facebook. Uh, my lease was ending on my old apartment and I was looking for a new place i knew that i liked green lake i liked the lake uh mm. and the people green lake and i went on facebook and they have the like looking for housing roommates sublets all that jazz page right so it's not someone you know no mm -hmm. um and so i think i saw two or three maybe two at max there wasn't a lot okay. that i was interested in yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and then i saw the apartment and Sign release. Mm, that's cool. June. When they showed you the apartment, was your room empty? No, it still had all of her stuff in it. Mm, right, right, right. Okay, so this is how I found the apartment. I went on Craigslist and I looked at several apartments and I made, I had like a two block, I mean, look, I could make this a very long thing because it was like I was married at the time and I like was separating from my wife and mm -hmm. yada, yada. But the short version <clears throat> is that my wife went to Hawaii for a week. And in that week, I was like, I had told her, look, I'm moving out when you're going to Hawaii because we need, this is not working out. Like the two couples therapists are not figuring this out. So anyway, I just couldn't move out when she was there. So I just had seven days. I just had seven days to like find a place mm. and move out. Wow. Like do the whole thing in seven days. It sounds like you're running from a, like a really abusive yeah and partner yeah yeah yeah. oh absolutely um so the week comes around and i line up all these places that i look at and it's like all the other ones i took really seriously and the ads were like really with lots of pictures and lots of good descriptions lots of data mm -hmm. and then this one this lady on craigslist just wrote two sentences it was like by green lake that was the price it was like 895 bucks, bedroom, nothing, no data. And I show up and I like 
got really lost coming here and I, I came here from over the highway and I thought the neighborhood was like really bad because I didn't get it because mm -hmm. I saw it from the wrong side. Yeah. And then I walk in here and it's like really messy, really <sighs> cluttered. Oh, and then she was moving out. Yeah. Yeah. And like she showed me the bedroom and it's like full of girl stuff and I have no information about anything. So I ask her. So are you leaving all this stuff? <laughs> oh, I remember you asking that question. Yeah. What do you mean? Wait, didn't you? Did I tell you that I asked that question or you weren't here? I met you when you were here. Not when I looked at the apartment. Yeah. When you looked at the apartment, she told me that you were coming and I was just like, okay, I'll meet him. What? Really? Do you not remember meeting no. him for the first time? No, I don't. Are you kidding me? I just remember that there was a big, like, fluffy-faced dog, Boba. Was that me? <laughs> <laughs> no, but there was a dog, right? Oh, fuck, Boba. Yeah, Boba. They renamed him Tuesday because they didn't like him. Yeah, and they got rid of him. Yeah, and they got rid of him really quickly after. Yeah. So you were here? I was here. And no, was a, are you sure? I'm so certain. I know exactly what you were wearing. What was I wearing? You were wearing like, so it's the same satchel that you have. You had on these shorts and then this really like light colored, like Hawaiian-esque shit, shirt. man, this checks out. <laughs> I own those things. And like, that's what I was wearing, I think. Yeah. And then you came to see it and then you asked if all the stuff was going to be here. And I thought that you weren't going to work out because. That's you... an insane question. That shows that you don't understand <laughs> like no. what's going on at all. <laughs> I thought you were just trying to be here for like a month or two. And so oh, yeah. Because I told her that here. I was like, oh, I'm married and my wife is moving to Dallas next week. And I don't know why, but I just looked at our old emails. And for some reason, I, I had some weird story about it because like I was really unclear in my own mind i think and also afraid of saying out loud that like i'm getting a divorce and i'm it's just a little bit much to be like hey i'm getting a divorce and i'm moving out of my wife's apartment that doesn't check out because the first thing i knew about you yeah was you were a 30 year old swede yeah or i mean like I, this is how it was presented yeah this is a 30 year old guy from sweden who's getting divorced from his wife Oh, yeah? Yeah. Really? Like, that was how I was presented, and I found him on Craigslist. <laughs> like, that was the entire picture oh, really? that I was presented with. So since whatever when I, met I you. said, she didn't believe it. Because I just looked at the email, and it was like a story that didn't make sense, and she just got it. I yeah. mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like you must have alluded to, like, some part yeah, of dude. that then. Yeah. I think that part of my mind, like, that period of my mind, no, that's not how you say it. That period of my life there you go. is very muddled. Mm. I could have personal do it to you. Yeah, and it it was more like, yeah, I was disassociating a lot. Yeah. It was uh my memories from that period are really shoddy. And I you were there and I didn't I was know that right you were there. there, yeah. And you remember me. That's so weird. I remember you because I thought you were gonna have like a really thick accent or something, and you didn't, and I was just like, oh weird. I guess yeah, you've yeah, been yeah. here a long time or something. Weirdly normal, eh? Yeah. Is that yeah. what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you were just really tall and then it wasn't really normal. And I was like, okay. Tall and not normal. Yeah. No, yeah. No mullet, though. I feel like if you'd have yeah, come in yeah, hot yeah. with that mullet. I hadn't found my higher power yet. I mean, we wouldn't have allowed you here, so. When Marissa is alluding to the fact that I'm growing a mullet because mullets open doors. Interesting. Revelation on the pod. The question that I want us to come back to is, like, what's the most annoying thing of living with me? And it's like, mm. you can 
say what you think, come up with an answer now. And then as I ask you other questions, if you come up with other answers, feel free to come back to that. I mean, I don't really need to think. I immediately... Okay, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. Okay, I want the podcast to be a space of radical honesty, okay? Radical honesty. No, I mean, this isn't like, this is not like a hidden thing. Yeah. yeah. You are not the most cleanly person all the time. Oh, okay. Tell me. And just in like, just the comment spaces. But the thing is, is like, you say annoying and I don't, I think in the beginning I was like, oh no, in the beginning I was the most annoyed because you would never lock the door. You would just never lock the front door. And it right. just shook me, and I was like, we're going to get fucking robbed. And I thought of making up, like, three stories about how people had been robbed in the building. Yeah, So yeah, we yeah. need to lock our doors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and But then... you didn't. I didn't, because I was just, like... And you like... barely even told me about this. I know. I was so scared of confrontation. I think what was really freeing was that you were really uncleanly in the common okay, spaces. Okay, but here, now I need to just pause for a second. <laughs> so we have to clarify, like, cleanliness and, like messiness and tidiness mm. are like separate concepts because cleanliness makes it sound like i make it dirty and like covers things in bacteria That's but like interpretation. i'm okay. a huge germaphobe yeah so like are. i'm saying that yes i'm messy okay yes i would do you use see what that. i'm do you yeah. see what the difference like i'm very messy like my stuff is everywhere but my stuff is clean because i'm a germaphobe <laughs> like I learned from the president. Please note that he has one finger up as he says this. I learned from this president to be a germaphobe, and I learned from the previous president to always be 15 minutes early. Because every president can teach you something. Wow. More times than not, you're messy. Mm. Um, But it really kind of gives me the freedom to be messy, too. And in my previous Mm. living situation, I think I was really struck by it at first because my previous living situation, they wanted us to clean the dish like immediately after using it not that we didn't Mm. have enough but it was like even like in the morning i'd make a dish and i'd clean it at night and that was unacceptable like it had to be cleaned right then what is that place it's just i was living with two other girls who were clean freaks oh yeah so i think house or an apartment apartment and we had weekly and every week um each one of us would like clean the entire apartment we clean all the floors we clean the bathroom and so like every week we would just take turns like cleaning the complete kitchen all of the shared common space and then we would just rotate right yeah it was a lot oh there's a lot of stuff to talk about here (laughs) because like okay so what do you think is the split between the tidying up do you think we do 50 50 tidying up do you think it's 70 30 that you do 70 percent like, no, I feel like we, I mean, it's probably like 60, 40. We're like, I'm doing like 60% of the tidying up, but I feel, I mean, would you disagree with that statement? You know what? I am at a place in my life where I know that I can't trust my own brain to have an opinion on this. <laughs> what? Like, so what does that literally, mean? literally can strongly, I have a strong held belief mm. that I don't know. Do you understand what I'm saying? I don't. I don't. I just this feel is a place like of radical honesty. Yeah. Joking. So I yeah, radical honesty. I really if I'm being 100% honest, I really feel like I've been in so many situations where I've lived with some messy people and mm. I'm I've been super messy in my mm. day. And 
it's so easy for the brain to remember every time we like clean up mm. and it's so invisible to us and does not create a memory so much when someone else cleans up. And mm. now, now I'm talking about all chores, not just cleaning up. Mm -hmm. So like memory is so fallible when it comes to this specific thing or like the way memory works is really pushing us in one specific direction to like exaggerate the um, volume of our own stuff there. Yeah. I so like my marriage that I that ended was like mm. she was I mean, without belaboring it too much, it was like she had this thing where when she got depressed, she would focus a lot on the house. Oh. And super specific things about the house, like the shower curtain needs to be a specific way and like the milk frother needs to be like this. And and it's like uh, she would have these rage things. I mean, the point is that we would spend a lot of time in couples therapy talking about tidiness. Oh, wow. And we both – and like that turned into a thing where I really – um did so much cleaning because she was so mean to me about it. Mm. And we both felt like we did 85% of the cleaning. Like mm. we both really, really strongly felt like we were almost doing 90% of it. Mm. And it's just like, that was just such an insane apartment to live in. Cause yeah. we were clearly like, she was a little bit crazier than me, but I think I'm super like mirrory. And like, I think I adopted a lot of her crazies mm. and I think I was super insane for that period. So I think I have very little, like I, so when you, when I'm supposed to answer here, like how much do I do? But, um, yeah. And I feel like mood impacts memory in yeah. these specific senses sure. of just like how, like you were saying, like when you're focusing on something, like if I'm feeling particularly frustrated that things are dirty, like I might be like, ah, you know, about that. But, but you never express that to me. Because I don't feel frustrated very often because we, I feel like we, I, this is not like I'm holding this against you. Yeah. This is just like a, if I had to name anything yeah, to be Yeah, because I'm forcing you to with. name something. Yeah. And, but I think, but like, I want to bring it back to the fact that like, I feel like we do a balancing thing where like, like 90% mm. of the time you take out the trash because I hate doing that. And mm. like maybe 100% of the time I clean the bathroom and I don't know how oh, you yeah. feel about doing yeah. bathroom cleaning. And like I'm cool with doing that and I mean I will take out the trash occasionally. I should definitely do it more. And I'm like very okay with like completely like cleaning down the kitchen and you do really great at vacuuming everything. And I mean it's just I feel like it's much more of a balancing thing i think the only reason i say 60 40 is because i clean the bathroom um mm, the bathroom but... is a big one and i'm lazy with the bathroom yeah and i don't think you need to take out the trash at all more mm. Mm, yeah. I, I definitely i will i will try no, no but no. i'm very appreciative and grateful for yeah. you and how tidy <clears throat> you are and also you always like thank me for the mm. cleaning like it's never just like i do this and mm. you're just like huh like you're just very appreciative and like for mm. me like that's i am just very reaffirmed by words <laughs> like words mm. of affirmation is my love language so if someone just tells me that they appreciate a thing i've done i'm like ah well cool i feel good now and then i'm mm. like at baseline and i feel like we're both at at even yeah i mean as a sort of review of the whole thing i think i have never felt more like i'm in a harmonious like this is the by far the most harmonious like living situation that I feel like I've ever yeah. attained. 
Mm. It works. So, I mean, then the question back to you, what is the most annoying thing about <laughs> yeah, yeah, living yeah, yeah. with because me? Because I think you're always... No, oh, okay. I thought you were going to bring up one more. No, I was no. going to say, you're <laughs> no. always allowed to come back to that question. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter what we move on to. Mm. Wait a minute. But are you really not going to answer your own question? Oh, what's the most annoying thing about you? Yeah. Oh, um... I feel like I can name five things. No, 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 no. So yeah, um, with you, it's like um, that the big thing with you is like that you're just such an incredible, positive, nice and mature and evolved person that the annoying things are like these tiny pebbles of sand compared to that you're a great person. Oh my God, just say it. I think yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> okay. So one thing that I was going to ask you about on the pod is like, did you eat the brownie and not tell me? Which brownie? The one that Julie made. Yo, Kim, it's literally in the refrigerator right yeah. now. So that's that was the thing I was going to ask you. And then I put the carbonated waters in the freezer. And I realized that I put the brownie in the freezer. You didn't eat it. No, I didn't. I've been, I've been wanting to ask you about this on the pod for days. What? <laughs> that's so funny because I literally like, remember I like, I completely like put it in the Tupperware and I was like, hey, the brownie is here for you. And I put it on the top shelf. Yeah, but then I fell asleep for three hours. And then when I woke up, the brownie was nowhere to be found. And then I asked you about it and you sounded like you were lying. I sounded like... <laughs> yeah. <coughs> That's ridiculous. I fell asleep between like 4.30 p.m. I was just like... Oh, wow. Really knocked out or something on Monday, I think. This okay. Is... And then... Oh, yeah, that's right. You were really tired because you couldn't go back to sleep. Yeah. I was real tired and I was just like kind of laying in bed, half sleeping for three hours in the middle of the day. And when Mm. I came out, the brownie was just gone. (laughs) So I just felt like it was around dinner time. I didn't eat the brownie. Yeah. I mean, I had little pieces of it when I was putting it into the... Oh, yeah. The Tupperware. But you told me that. It's just that you sounded like you were lying is why this is surprising. But no, no, let's, let's, I'll say some things then. But what are you thinking that I'm going to say about you? Oh my God. I like already have like seven. No, I think one thing that I have told like all of my friends that I do in general. Yeah. um, Is I just, I just, I'm going to stop you right there and just say, I think you're going to be completely wrong about all of them. I think you're going to list five things and they're going to be things I don't give a shit about. So keep going. I feel like if I'm spot on now, it's even more (laughs) like... It's yeah. even worse. No, I mean, I think the one one of the big things is the fact that I like every time I come in, or or just kind of in general, like if there's ever a drama in my life, which happens daily, I like really unload it and like really talk it out, and I'm like very elaborate about it, and it's just like <laughs> you're just really trying to chill, and I like I 100% get that I'm just, like saying this thing, oh, and I so feel funny. like. I need to go on record saying, like, I don't expect you to respond to any of the things. Like, I just, like, stream of consciousness helps me, like, work through things. But I feel yeah. like definitely an annoying thing that I do is I just, like, I just talk a lot and harp a lot about, like, my daily problems and struggle and or relationship and just kind of, like, put that on you, like, every single day. So I can imagine that that would be um, a very annoying thing. <laughs> Because, I mean, yeah, you do that. But don't you think... It's so interesting because, like, I think you and me have these incredibly similar personalities. 
And you don't agree with that because I've said that before and you've been like, yeah, maybe. Yeah, no, I don't think that but that's true. <laughs> I, yeah, it's just so, it's just like I'm 10 years older than you. Mm. And when I was your age, I just did exactly the same way. So I just would talk through things more obsessively than now. Mm. So it's just in some way I'm just sitting there like very peacefully listening to myself <laughs> at a younger age. And I'm just so at peace with it. And I mean, yes, it's true that like I work in a restaurant and I'll work like a 13 hour day of where my job literally is to be completely on point with social interactions and like be my social, like that whatever sponge in your brain holds all the like juice from being socially good. That juice is like squeezed and squeezed and squeezed and squeezed and squeezed for like 13 hours straight. Mm -hmm. And like you pour a little bit of caffeine on it and then I'll squeeze and squeeze and squeeze. (laughs) Yeah. And then it's like, um, I come home and I'm just like, no, that's not one. That's not one of them. Okay. Then what is, what is one of them? Um, so one big thing that all Americans do, or like maybe all people do that. Oh, I have another one that I oh, know yeah. it's going to be. Tell me. I always leave my hair in the shower. <laughs> um. Oh, it's, it's, it's the worst um, thing that I do. <laughs> I, I pretend that uh, it doesn't exist on the shower wall after I put it there. What do you mean, put it there? Like, it'll oh, fall I thought out it, of my hand. I thought it, like, flew over there. It just falls out of my hand sometimes. <laughs> falls out of your hand, you mean you put it there. <laughs> well, that makes it so much worse than what I... I just thought it was like... I'm so sorry. I just thought it was like that you shower, and then it flies off of your head and lands on the wall. Oh, I wish it was like that. <laughs> But that's no, that doesn't bother me. But I mean, our shower drain is frequently clogged because you're a long haired woman. I have I have long hair. And that's just more you than me. It's fair. But, you know, one day I will have a long flowing higher power mullet. Oh, God. And it will clog many a drain. (laughs) It's a blessing, really. Okay. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Sorry to interrupt you. Keep going. Oh, man. Is this a good time for me to talk about how I hate American everything toilet and bathroom related? Because it's like in every other country, even developing countries, a shower is like you have a detachable shower head. Mm -hmm. So you can like shower your whole body. And in America, it's prison style. (laughs) That thing is fixed (laughs) above your head. So yeah, your head's going to get real clean. And your whole rest of your body, prison style, is going to get like a little bit of like... little bit of backlash are you saying that everywhere else the standard shower is detachable head yeah oh yeah no that's that's not like public bathrooms in america the stalls always have this huge gap (laughs) yeah it's like what are you guys doing (laughs) then you have this like transgender bathroom conversation as if the problem is a problem of gender identification when really the problem is that everyone is very uncomfortable in these bathrooms where there's a two and a half inch gap between the stall and the stall door so everyone can kind of like when you pass through that slit and see that slit you it's like your eyes scan over the content (laughs) of the um the stall Mm -hmm. but your brain will puzzle that together so you clearly just have a photo in your brain of the person pooping in there yeah, that's true. Interesting, though, that you decided to, like, put that transgender Yeah, because connection. it's like in Sweden, in a school, in a bar, in whatever, a bathroom is a little room, like a tiny little room where you close the door 
and it's completely closed and private. And it's not like it's possible even to have a transgender bathroom conversation about that because who who cares? Who cares who goes in there? So you're saying that every bathroom in Sweden is an all-gender bathroom? We don't have stalls. So in Sweden, in a, in a high school, there's always like some forgotten hallway somewhere where there's like eight doors just in a line, just like door a row of doors. And each door is just a bathroom and they're ungendered. Oh. Yeah. I take transgenderism seriously. You know? What the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? No, 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 no. The podcast is a, the podcast is a space of radical honesty. Mm, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And transgenderism is, is real, my friends. I, I have more ideas about it. Okay, but, but you uh, strayed from, sorry yeah. to redirect, is yeah. what's annoying about me. Yeah, 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 yeah you know. Yeah. So <clears throat> what I was going to say that everyone, that maybe most people everywhere do, is like people put dirty dishes in the sink. Mm-hmm. And it's like, for me, that's just, that doesn't make so much sense. <laughs> but I've kind of just accepted it because everyone does it. And I'm alone in thinking that it's like, I just think the sink is kind of too much of a workspace. Oh. But. Yeah, I noticed that you put a lot of weird things in the sink. Like banana peels and and plastic. (laughs) (laughs) So plastic. I mean, okay. Maybe Um, sometimes. It's just that if I could change everyone on earth, I would have everyone just put it on the counter. It makes more sense because like there's lots of counter space. There's limited sink space. Mm, well, because I think just coming from, I think it's just like a Latino household thing, is the dishwasher was never used in my house. I did not use a dishwasher Ooh. until I moved into this apartment. Ooh. Because it's just the place where you store all your plastic bags. And Wait, so, what? Yeah. Just your plastic bags you get from Stated Brothers or Walmart or Target. And you just, you get them in like a big, um, like you get one plastic bag and you shove like 50 of them in there and you just repeat this. Yeah. And then you just shove it all in the dishwasher. So whenever, It's used for storage is what you're saying. For storage of plastic bags for whenever you need a plastic bag, which for some reason, I mean, we never, I think there's still plastic bags in my dad's dishwasher. Yeah. And then the same thing with my um, last roommates, both of them were Latina. And so none of us used the dishwasher. We just, I mean, cause that was the. Stored plastic bags in there or no? You had storage for other stuff where you just. Didn't I don't use think it. we stored anything in there. Okay. Or maybe no. I think we stored dishes we didn't use, like that we just didn't want to get. Like, so you hand washed everything. Yes, everything has always been hand washed. So for me, the dishwasher is the place where you put everything, and then like, that's your plan. Like you're gonna by the end of the day, you're gonna wash all the dishes that are in there. So putting it in the dishwasher is a very new concept for me. Yeah. You know, when I was in Sweden in October, like four months ago, big thing that everyone was yelling at me about. This is how sometimes when I go to Sweden, it just feels like everything is so fucking perfect and Mm. everyone still has to complain about something. Mm. So we're on to complaining about really meaningless things. The big thing that everyone's complaining at me about was how I rinsed things before putting them in the dishwasher. And apparently someone put out a white paper saying that that's actually not energy efficient. You're actually wasting water when you rinse things before putting them in the dishwasher. And it's like, okay, well, whatever. Well, because like they'll, I mean, like if you've eaten something like oatmeal and you decided to like not rinse it at all and you just put it in the dishwasher, like you're just going to be scraping that off. Dude, that oatmeal's going to be on there. 
<laughs> that oatmeal's not going anywhere. Yeah. Like, you let that dry for 24 hours, and then you put that in the dishwasher? Yeah, no, it's going to look Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. That oatmeal's not going anywhere. Okay. What's another thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that wasn't even a real thing. Here's Here's one. Taking a trash bag and putting it on the carpeting when oh. there might be liquid in the trash bag mm. as a germaphobe. That triggers you. Yeah, there I'm like super triggered. <laughs> really? It's like, what if there's garbage water and there's oh. a hole in the trash bag? Putting that on the carpeting, that triggers me. I'm always so confident that there's not because anything I've ever put in the garbage has been very dry. So I didn't consider the fact that you might be putting things in the garbage <laughs> that are not dry. But okay. Yeah. Okay. All Some right. things are wet. Some things got tomato sauce on it, you know? Okay. All right. Yeah. I can definitely put it on Some the... things go liquid after a while, you know? Anything fruit related, you give it enough time, that thing is liquid. How long do you, do you think ever... we're keeping their garbage? Have you ever <laughs> seen a banana three weeks later? Dude, that thing is like, that thing is nothing but brown water. Ew. <laughs> okay. All right. That's yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I definitely I definitely do that. What else? This is our first time we've had feedback on each other's <laughs> living so style in the year and a half. Yeah, it's more so than good. that. Like I have a lot more respect for the non-stick surface of a frying pan than you do. Yeah, that seems very very likely. Um Interesting. Um Those are the only two. Wow. Yeah, trash no. bag water. <clears throat> and uh, stacking frying pans, smallest one at the bottom. The garbage thing? Fair. I think the reason I started doing that, though, is because I saw you put the recycling over there. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, recycling's over there. Let me just yeah. put the garbage there. And I, like, never actually thought about that. But, I mean, yeah, that's gross. You're yeah. right. But in terms of stacking, it's just not space efficient. Yeah, no, it's not space efficient. Yeah. It's why grown-ups that have made it always hang their frying pans they're always hanging on a wall or something like that anyway if you think of anything else that's annoying about me as a roommate we can come back to it okay what's the longest relationship you've ever had a year mm. <laughs> high school <laughs> okay that was is... longer than the relationship you had with the guy when you were living here oh the yeah. guy you referred to as your ex i mean yeah i feel like every time i I'm in a new relationship. The last person is my ex. So it's never... Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They just become like the ex. Yeah. As you get older, <clears throat> this new concept develops. The big ex. Like, that's my big ex. Like, that's the one that hmm. really sort of, like, made an impression on you. Mm. Like, 10 years on, you're still, like, kind of reeling. Or, like, they kind of just taught you a lot. Or, like, it's just the one that, like... Because, like, if you have a four-year relationship and then you have a bunch of war- one-year relationships... It's like your four-year one might just be your big ex. Like, I think that's a concept that yeah, people go fair. with a lot. Do you feel like your big ex is your ex-wife? I mean, I'm not really... I don't really have enough perspective yet, maybe. Mm. Um, I don't know. I got a couple of... I, I've had a couple of long relationships. Mm. You know? What's your longest one by then? Well, the marriage one was, that was a good five years. So yeah. That's the longest one. Does that include like dating or is that just how long you were married? Mm, yeah. I mean, we were married for five years, but more than a year at the end there of our we, us being legally married, we weren't, I was living in this apartment and mm, okay. I don't even see that as being the relationship so much. So yeah. it's kind of still five years, 
It's yeah. just that, like, we were dating for a little bit more than a year before getting married. Mm, I see, I see. So it's like... Yeah, it balances out. Marissa, how would your family describe you? My family's really great. They are very supportive of me. So they con- like they constantly say things to me that tell me how they describe me. Like, one thing they always say is, like, they're very proud of me. So I think some synonyms that they would throw out is that I'm hardworking... I'm, they say smart all the time. They say you're hard, mm. you're, you're hardworking, you're smart. And then they say the long version of the word empathetic. So. Oh yeah. What's the long version? You care so much about other people and really understand where they're coming from. Mm. An empath. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, are you not, are we not doing like a back and forth? You're just, you're drilling me. What, what about you? What about me? What? How would your family describe you? Oh, yeah. Same thing. Same thing. Elaborate. Hardworking, smart, empath. You know? <laughs> You're going to steal my three adjectives? <laughs> it's the ones they would use. Uh, so our families are identical. No. <laughs> we have very similar personalities. Mm. You don't see it yet, but we do. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Marissa, this is about you, Okay. <laughs> Uh, Marissa, have you ever been in a physical fight? No, but there was one time I thought I was going to be, so I trained for it. So I was in a one-year-long relationship in high school. And um, when we broke up, I think it was like in like one day, he was with somebody else. (laughs) He like jumped over. And I think, I mean, at the time I was like super hurt, but they're currently engaged. I think they've been engaged for like years though. Um, So like really great choice for him. I feel like they complement each other really well. But there was definitely an overlap that happened between her and I. Oh, he and was so, cheating on you. Yeah, but like in Marissa a high school way. alluding to the fact that he was cheating on her. <laughs> Keep going. He, <laughs> so she was like in mixed martial arts. Um, I don't know why I felt like that is important to note. She did not like me. Did not like me at all. I There was just a moment where like I had heard that she wanted to fight me or something. Yeah. And I'd never been in a fight. And, like, many people in San Jacinto Mm. (laughs) had been in fights. So I started, like, gearing up. And then my friend who was, like, in mixed martial arts as well, like, taught me some moves of what to do. Hello? Hey. Okay, Marissa, keep going with the story. (laughs) No, you gotta let Oswin see Julie. Today's episode is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Are you hiring? Do you need better people? We've heard that kitchen staff and front house of staff is such an issue in Seattle in recent years. Go to ZipRecruiter.com and enter promo code BUBBLEBUD. Now Julie has entered the apartment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remind the listeners who Julie is. <laughs> That'll be introduced when Julie is a guest. Oh, okay. Yeah. Keep them waiting on their toes. Yeah. Okay, so you're gearing up for a fight. Mm-hmm. I had actually, so since I had never been in a fight, I asked my friend that was in mixed martial arts to punch me in the face. So, so the first thing that happened was they, I, we we were gearing up towards it. Yeah. They were very hesitant. They really did not want to do this. Yeah. Um, but I was like, you gotta do it. Like fucking hit me. Like really kind of amped them up. And then they slapped me in the face. 
Yeah. And so it was the first one, and it shook me, and I'd never been slapped in the face like that before. Yeah. And then, um, then they just didn't feel like they could hit me in the face, so yeah. they got a boxing glove. Yeah. And then they like kind of like lightly, like light to medium pressure, like punched me with the boxing glove. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I was like, "Ooh, let's take a break." And then I just became very non-confrontational after that because I didn't like it. Permanent personality change. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, no. So I've never been into a physical fight. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. No story there. Really? I don't think I have that energy. I remember this one time, I was at a party in China, and my friend Jay, mm. who's like this ex-marine, this big black guy, he walks into the room and he just looks around and he's like, "Oh yeah, you don't see it, but there's a lot of testosterone in this room. Oh, <laughs> might be a fight." And I just like looked around and I was like. Is there some, like, other frequency that, like, other men, like, communicate on? And I'm just chilling on the side? Like, I'm on, I'm not on that frequency? Like, I'm not keyed in? Um, okay, we have to come back to something. We have to go back to something that I feel like I'm thinking about, which is that, so you really thought that I was really messy, which is, like, it forces me to reevaluate uh, my marriage. Because oh, no. it's, like... The marriage thing was, because here's what happened. Our apartment was always a mess. And I was always like, look, lady, this is you. And like, I have one object in this living room that belongs to me. And it's like, you're screaming at me every single day about how messy it is. And this stuff is all yours. And then like, I moved out. And then we were living here. And I thought it was pretty tidy in here, actually. And then I went into her apartment like three weeks after we'd separated or like a month later or something. A couple of times. And every single time, it looked like a hoarder, insane person was living there. Mm. Like she had completely lost her mind. And I mentioned it to her once on the phone where I was like, huh, so now that we're not living together and I have a really tidy apartment over here and you have a really messy apartment over there, it's now clear who was right. Okay, I think that we need to like go back to the fact that like, Tidiness is very subjective. Yes. And I think my version of tidiness, like I said, where I was coming from, was very strict. Yeah. And very much everything had to be sparkling clean right after you. Very rare for your age. Can I just say that? I don't think most... Not rare for Latinas. Latinas are really tidy. Yeah, you cleaned your whole fucking house dude, every day. Dude, you understand that we have... Do you know how many Mexican restaurants there are in Sweden and China combined? Zero. There are none. I have no exposure to anything. Yeah, no, I mean, it was just like... I have no idea about your culture is what I'm saying. <laughs> we had to be very tidy. I mean, it was just the, the expectation. And then... Was it gendered? Where women yeah. have to be at more than men? Well, yeah, because women were the ones that were, like, cleaning, and, I mean, I say women, I mean, like, my grandmother and I were the ones cleaning, and we were the ones, like, cooking all the food, and then my dad would come home from work, and we would, like, serve him food, clean up after him, and then he'd, like, go to sleep. Sounds a little bit gendered. I mean, yeah, it definitely, it definitely was, for sure. Um, But I think that here, in this case, I don't feel like you, you're not a very messy person, in general. I think that... 
the messiness that I speak of are like moments of messiness. Like, for example, you work a 13 hour day and you come in and you leave all of your stuff on the coffee table. But that's completely reasonable because when I work even just an eight hour day, I'm fucking done and I don't want to touch anything and I want to leave everything there. And then I just say, fuck it, I'll deal with it tomorrow. You might be messier than I am. Because the apartment exists right now in a state of disarray. But part of that is because I've converted it into a studio. I don't think that you need to tie this back to reflect on anything. I think that my standards coming in were very high. And I think that living with you has made me much more flexible to being able to just kind of go with whatever I'm feeling and not feel like intense external pressure to clean every single day, which has been beneficial for me. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. All right. Um... Marissa, I, I'm afraid we might have to wrap it up because I think Julie's in the other room a little bit mad. Yeah, I think this is a good time to wrap it up. I think she might be a little bit annoyed that we're not done recording. I mean, it has been three hours. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Marissa, we're going to follow this up later, okay? Because I have a lot of questions that I didn't get to ask you today, okay? Okay. Will you come back for another episode of The Pod? I'll be here. In this apartment. (laughs) You know where to find me. That's great. All right. We'll see. All right. Thanks for listening, folks. That was our review of The Raspberries from Cascade Ice, Bubbly, LaCroix, and Talking Rain. And now for our closing segment, Sparkling Water, Sparkling Mind. For today's session, I would like you to keep your eyes open. And I would like you to look at an object in your visual field. This could be something on your desk or something across the street or really whatever is in front of you. I would like you to look at this object and then I would like you to notice this feeling that you are looking out from behind your face and you are looking through space at an object which is seemingly over there. Then I would like you to notice that this entire subject-object relationship is simply an appearance in consciousness. And then I would like you to turn all that around and look for what is looking. Look for yourself. What is behind your face looking out? And then I will see you here next week for another episode of This Week in Sparkling Water.